When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to the show, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, download the Superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. Nobody has better odds, boosts, or promos than Superbook Sports. TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Nobody has better options for you to get your fitness journey started than Superbook, or rather than TrueMathFitness.com. So, um, looking around at all the different scenarios for the quarterback draft this year, right? Because that's there's there's a saying or there's a phrase uh, that Coach Mack likes to use if you listen to Titans radio. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm sure most of you do, but Dave McGinnis, uh, former um, assistant coach for many, many years, former uh, NFL head coach with the Arizona Cardinals, now doing Titans radio, Coach Mack always says there's the draft and there's the quarterback draft. And... That's really indicative of how teams look at this time of year when they're creating all the various options for themselves. Because once you get into the draft, we know it's chaotic. We know it's hectic. We know that things are flying, that phone calls are being made, parts are being shuffled, things like A.J. Brown trades happen, which you know don't happen that often. But when they do, obviously, cause a seismic shift in everybody's plans when you have players that move of that caliber and capital, whether you're trading up or back, it's always a bit of a hectic scenario on draft night. So as you're exploring and putting together all your different options, plan B, C, D, E, and F for what happens in any number of situations, you're going to do a lot of exploring. You're going to do a lot of calling around. You're going to do your due diligence on basically all the things that that are at your disposal Whether you end up doing them or not, that's a different discussion. But you're going to make sure that you have multiple options on hand. So on Wednesday, I got a text um, letting me know that the Titans had been sniffing around this year's third overall pick. Now, I was not able to myself independently report it um, on Wednesday because I wasn't able to get a second confirmation, but... When I was listening on my drive home and trying to text and call people to get that second confirmation, I was listening to the Move the Sticks podcast. Now, the Move the Sticks podcast is something that Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, two guys uh, from the NFL Network, two of their top draft analysts. Daniel Jeremiah is their top draft analyst uh, at this point. They've done a very successful podcast for a lot of years now. And they were just going through a mock draft situation. We're going to play for you a part of that audio here in just a second. They were going through a mock draft, and they uh, they very quickly got to the third overall pick because we know Carolina at number one, we know Houston at number two, and both of those picks are almost 
assured to be quarterbacks at this point. Then there's number three with a, a team that doesn't need a quarterback because Kyler Murray theoretically is under contract through the 2028 season at this point, given that he just signed last offseason a new five-year deal. So with Arizona and all the options on hand, Daniel Jeremiah was getting into uh, was getting into a discussion about teams that he had heard very, very much and often around the NFL rumor mill uh, this time of year in discussions with league personnel people. So we're going to play that clip for you here in a second, but I want to ask you your Two Rivers Four take first. Fair or foul? The Titans exploring trade-up options for the third overall pick. Let me know how you feel about it, and we'll discuss together. We'll let you hear that Daniel Jeremiah audio that we were able to confirm here in just a second um, on the primetime show. Right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for the best and most affordable vehicle options. When you go to Two Rivers Ford, you're always going to work with uh, their quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. They go above and beyond to not let you down. Two Rivers Ford has been doing it for 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. It's why they have the brand equity. It's why they're a name you know, a name that you trust when it comes to doing business here in Middle Tennessee. 40 years down and 40 great more to go at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So the question is this for you guys, fair or foul, Titans exploring the option to trade up for the third overall pick. So as I mentioned, I got that text on Wednesday and I was working to try and break that news myself, but wasn't able to do so until I, uh, until I heard Daniel Jeremiah talking about it on his podcast. So DJ's out there with it, which allows me to be able to confirm that report um, in real time and put out the article that we did earlier this evening on A2ZSports.com. So I want you to hear the clip from the podcast uh, on the idea of teams that are interested in trading up for that third overall pick. So no trades, no trades, no trades in this straight up. Way. So before we get to that, uh, with what Indy does at four, at three, do you believe when it's all said and done, and we, we neither one of us do trades at this point in time, that does Arizona make that pick? They're, all, they're open for business. Somebody jumps up there. And they make a pick. It's not. It's not going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'll I don't think so, so either. I'll be shocked if the Arizona Cardinals take a player at the third position. Can I give you the team that I've been told to, to keep an eye on that's exploring this and looking into this again? This is just people okay. around the league who said, "Do not sleep on numero eleven, the Tennessee Titans." Ooh. The two teams to keep an eye on were the trade ups were the Raiders and the Titans. Don't sleep on. And then we talked about the Raiders a bunch. We've talked about maybe Seattle at five. Um, I don't. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about Tennessee at eleven. That would be an interesting one. Tennessee to three, and so a couple of things we could talk about with the Tennessee Titans going up. New general manager. Yep. Rand Carthon working with Mike Rabel. If this was the move, it tells you everything that you need to know about how they felt about their third round pick, Malik Willis. If you didn't know, based on how they brought Josh Dobbs in, put him into the end of the season, and started him uh, in a game that was to determine whether they're going to the playoffs. It tells you right there, they are in the quarterback market, even though they have Brian Tannehill in tow. And so, yes, that would be not necessarily a big surprise, but it would signal something. And depending upon which quarterback they ultimately selected, speak volumes about how they want this franchise to shift or pivot based on 
what they're doing with Derrick Henry, maybe near the end of his run with the team. All right, a couple things. Number three. Uh... So that is uh, from the Move the Sticks podcast. That's Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks discussing the idea that the team that they are hearing most frequently, the DJ is hearing most frequently, are uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders trading up to three. So fair foul. How do you feel about it? Uh, Ryan Field says, I don't like it. You'll have to give up too much, likely for neither top quarterback to be there. Uh, foul, the roster can't support a rookie quarterback and less picks. That's from John Hoffer on YouTube. Deshaun doesn't like it either. Foul, we would have to give up way too much, rather. It's draft picks or current players on the roster. Um, it is interesting, right? Because I know a lot of people were uh, bent out of shape about the... Uh, <laughs> I guess you'd call it a hype video that Jeff Simmons agent put out. In fact, we should have thought to use that tonight, Robert, that would, uh, I mean, we probably use it tomorrow night and talking about Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, situation. Um, we'll get to some new signees earlier, but honestly it'd been so long since Friday, they put out that hype video of him not signing a contract with the Titans, uh, that I, it honestly had skipped my mind. So, um, you know, if they were to trade Jeff Simmons to go get third overall, that would be interesting given that, um, a lot of you guys were bent out of shape by Jeff's agent putting out a hype video featuring him uh, and Jeffrey, but having no indication of a contract being signed. In fact, the agent saying that, yeah, it has nothing to do with him signing a contract. It's just a hype video. So, um, you know, were they to package Jeff and move up? It's possible. Here's what the trade up for Trey Lance looked like um, when the 49ers went up from 12 Remember, Titans are picking 11. Niners went up from 12 in 2021 to 3. Titans, theoretically, in this situation, would be going up from 11 to 3. So the the Niners did that in 2021 to go up and get Trey Lance. I'm going to tell you what the bones of that deal look like uh, here in just a second, right after I remind you so you can get an idea of what it might cost when we're talking about draft capital and picks being used, what it might cost to move up to 3 this year. I'll do that right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge is what they will give you, whether you're selling your home for more or finding your dream address like I did. The Ashton team did that for me. They've done it for so many other people here in Middle Tennessee in this red-hot Nashville real estate market for you to win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Don't sell without the intel that you get at GaryAshton.com. So, um, as you look at the various situations for the Titans and the idea that the team being discussed pretty frequently in league circles right now, moving up to three is the Titans. Now, there's a couple of different things uh, to consider. First, who is the Arizona Cardinals GM? Because that's who owns the third overall pick, right? It goes Carolina, Houston, Arizona right now. Arizona, as you heard Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah lay out, they don't need a quarterback. They've got Kyler Murray. Who's the, the new GM of the Cardinals? Well, the new GM of the Cardinals is Monty Ossenfort, the former director of uh, player personnel. Where? Here in Tennessee for the last couple of seasons. Now, um, it seems that that would lend itself to uh, a friendly deal operation. Certainly, Monty, I'm sure, would be interested in seeing some of the players that they drafted in Tennessee. Hell, if he's willing to sign Dennis Daly, who's to say who else on the Titans roster he may be interested in? 
Um, so you have Monty Ossenford in Arizona, and you have the Titans, not necessarily in dire need of a quarterback, but if they feel like they could get the quarterback of the future with Ryan Tannehill under contract, okay, then let's see if we can figure out a deal. What would a deal look like? It's just an exploratory situation right now. Not that they're actively looking to go up to three. They're just doing their due diligence. So if, in the case of Trey Lance, going back to 2023 or 2021, um, you'll remember that the Niners at the time had 12 overall. And so San Francisco moved up to number three overall in that 2021 draft to get Trey Lance. What they sent to Miami, who had the third overall pick, was that year's 12, their 2022 pick, and their 2023 pick. So three first-round picks in three consecutive drafts, along with a third-round pick in that 2022 draft. So four picks uh, in that draft, three first-rounders, and a third. Um, what we what those picks turned into, for what it's worth, because I was reading some articles on that Trey Lance deal just kind of while I was trying to do my research on what a, a an offer might look like or what an offer might have to look like for Tennessee, um, the Dolphins turned those picks into, uh, well, Miami sent the pick to the Eagles in a trade. The Eagles in that trade took Jalen Waddell, the Eagles then flipped the original pick to the Cowboys, who then used it to draft Micah Parsons 12 overall. So ultimately, the Niners' 12th overall pick became Micah Parsons. In 2022, that pick uh, became Cole Strange of the New England Patriots because that was one of the uh, first-round picks Miami used to uh, trade for Tyreek Hill. Then in 2022, their third-round pick was... uh, was uh, Matt Corral, the quarterback. Their 2023 first-round pick became Bradley Chubb, who they traded with the Denver Broncos to acquire. So you can, a team like Arizona could do some serious rebuilding and retooling with a haul like the Niners got for Trey Lance or like the Dolphins got in the Trey Lance trade if Arizona was to do that deal with anybody, right? But Tennessee in particular. Um I think that drafting, if you were drafting, if you were going up, up that high from 11 to three to get a quarterback, you know, I think we've talked about this. My preference would be Richardson. Um, I would, you know, I would see if you could package Malik and get him off the roster before you cut him. But if you had to cut him, then okay, whatever. I just, I don't think. I think Malik is, at this point, uh, a sunk cost, and I don't think it hurts them at all to move on from him. I think that the uh, I think that the more there are discussions around this, uh, this kind of stuff, I think that Richardson is the player that makes the most sense to me if you were to do that. Now, again, I would have to know, are they giving up picks or are they giving up players? Because they only have six picks in this year's draft, and to give up a first and a third in this year's draft to narrow that down to only four picks in this year's draft. If you were to couple that with two future first round picks, that would be a lot um, in the situation that you're currently in. So if they feel good enough about it, should they do it? Yes. If you think that's your future franchise quarterback, go get them. If you have any hesitations about it, you know, then move forward from there. But they can't be scared in this situation. 
It is a big risk, though, given that it would leave you unless you traded back at some point with only four picks in this year's draft, theoretically, if you were to replicate a similar deal like the Dolphins and the Niners did back then. So we'll uh, we'll see how these things develop at this point, and we'll, uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on it. Um, that deal, by the way, between the Niners and the Dolphins that ultimately became the Trey Lance pick, that was done on March the 26th. Uh, in 2021, so about a month before that year's NFL draft. We are less than a month away f- uh, away from this year's NFL draft, and so we will see uh, how these things develop. So um, with that all being said, uh, Robert adds in, the, uh, in our private chat, according to the trade value chart, the third is worth 2,200 points. Uh, the third overall pick. The Titans' first is worth 1,250 points. They would need to come up with 1,000 additional points of value for that to be an equal deal. For those of you who follow the uh, the trade value charts, which is something that teams very, very much use in these circumstances. So something to keep a, keep in mind when you're considering uh, the, uh, the best available options. So... Um, you know, that's just an option that they're exploring. It's an interesting idea, and I think it creates a lot of fascinating discussion. We'll spend a lot more time on that on the radio show tomorrow. Meanwhile, uh, I want to know which signing you think is more interesting. The Titans retained one of their free agents and brought in a new player uh, in this second wave of free agency thus far. They re-signed center Corey Levin, and they uh, brought in from the Chicago Bears tight end Trayvon Wesco. So we will uh, we will talk about those two because those may not seem like sexy signings, but you're potentially talking about your new starting center and a starting tight end um, for a team that has needs at both positions. Which signing is more interesting to you? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you. <laughs> so I just I'm laughing because I just saw Jimbo's comment. We're getting Lamar. This is nonsense. Um, well, I. It doesn't seem like it, but, you know, I think my preferred option would be Lamar Jackson. I'd rather go with the known commodity than the unknown. Um, But, you know, Lamar doesn't seem terribly likely for many people at this point. So I don't know what to tell you about the Lamar situation until we have quantifiable evidence of a team even making a contract offer to Lamar. Because to the best of my knowledge, that certainly hasn't happened in Tennessee and uh, at least as, as recently as the owners' meetings, that happened hadn't happened concretely for another single NFL team. Anyway, so which signing is more interesting for you? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that primetime is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose, there's no better place for you to wager on this time of year than Superbook Sports. You've got the natty tomorrow. Get in on the action. Download the Superbook app today. And if you are uh, not betting college hoops, then baseball is right around the corner. In fact, it's already begun. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around. they got a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, um, which signing is more interesting? Leo says neither. They're both yawners. So, just, uh, and listen, you know, I get it, but 
the honors matter. It's like people getting all bent out of shape for six months about a first round pick when the six or seven other picks that you make in any given draft matter vastly more in the long run than one first round pick, right? It's not as sexy, but they are concrete uh, building blocks for your football team that are going to matter in a reasonable way, especially when you consider that one of them is a center. So Corey Levin has had two different sits with the Titans and they re-signed him to a one-year deal this year. He was drafted here under John Robinson. I think that was either the first or the second draft that John had. It was the same draft as Kevin Byard. Um, Levin was the backup center to Ben Jones. And when Ben got shut down for the rest of the season uh, on injured reserve, Corey took over and frankly played quite well at the center spot. I liked him better than I liked Aaron Brewer at center. Brewer is a restricted free agent. He has not yet signed his tender. Um, but in theory, if Aaron Brewer is to return to this roster, then it would be a competition between Levin and Brewer for the starting center this year. Now, I think that uh, I think that Levin is an interesting one. He's a known commodity. The other is uh, the other is Trayvon Wesco. Now, Trayvon Wesco is not a name that you're going to know um, unless you've been paying attention to blocking tight ends around the league. But you know that the Titans use two tight end sets more than almost any other team in football, and that and I know you hate Jeff Swain. So instead of Jeff Swain, the Titans have signed a better option to play that inline tight end position, which also impacts what maneuvers they might make in the draft. So here are a couple of cut-ups of new Titans tight end, Trayvon Wesco. Uh, you see there the highlight of him lined up next to the left tackle, executing in the run game, which is exactly what he'll be asked here to do. You see him handle Jalen Phillips, the defensive end from Miami, fairly handily, and will do that again. See him there on the left side. He's working with the tackle. He's working second level. He is making these blocks happen, and he's an impact player for a very effective run game last season in Chicago. If you're a team like Tennessee, it's not a sexy thing to talking about to talk about a blocking tight end. But a blocking tight end does matter. We'll show you another clip. Uh, of him working against the Miami Dolphins uh, because this is a clip of him with the Jets last season. Again, one more time uh, blocking there in the uh, as the inline blocker. You see him working upfield to clear a hole to make sure that the running game can be executed. It is run blocking highlights for a tight end. I get that it doesn't uh, it doesn't make you you know crazy and it's not a complete and total picture of who he is. He also needs to be a factor as a pass-catching option, too. I would say to you that he's a better option than Jeff Swaim. Uh, he's a better blocker, certainly. And if you're going to tell me that Jeff Swaim was your, be your best blocker last year, then the best thing that you could do is to upgrade the best blocker as far as your tight end situation. Uh, Bo Burchill says, is Downing still here? No, he's in New York. Um, by the way, this got lost in the shuffle. We didn't talk about this at all. They released the, uh, the body cam footage of Todd Downing's uh, DUI arrest on Monday. Now, obviously, Monday was a, a, a horrifying day here in Middle Tennessee um, this past Monday because of the uh, Covenant School shooting, and we all were uh, distracted by, understandably, a, a grave situation and um, a circumstance that I think shook a lot of people around here to their core. But that that body camera footage of Todd Downing's DUI arrest was released by TMZ on Monday, and I uh, I had not seen that um, until uh, somebody brought it up. I was, out, I was, I was actually out at dinner. Uh, with somebody last night and we were talking about that and I I had no I had no idea that that was something that was uh, 
that that was out there already, but I heard that it is a very unflattering situation. And I heard that their head of security, John Albertson makes an appearance because uh, apparently that's the first person that down and calls, which is hilarious because I love, I love John Albertson. And that is funny that, I mean, that's who you should be calling, I guess, if you're Todd Downing, but damn, um, I'm going to have to check it out anyway. Uh, so Trayvon Wesco or Corey Levin, frankly, I think that I think they both matter, but uh, Levin, I think, is the more interesting signing just because you, you guys know that Ben Jones uh, has been released for the team. By the way, Ben, for those of you who didn't catch the interview on Friday, uh, I'm biased. I always think we do good interviews, but I thought Ben was a kick-ass interview subject on Friday. He did the whole last hour of the radio show with me. Um, that's available via podcast, and if you want to watch the interview, it's up on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel. Um and I think you guys will enjoy that conversation. We're going to have to do that again with Ben. Because um, I have a lot more questions to ask him uh, that we did not get to. Um, and if he's, until he signs with the team in free agency, I'm going to try and take advantage of him as a as a, uh, a knowledge resource. Because he's a fascinating guy who's just now at the point where he's willing to talk to me honestly about stuff. Because uh, he's no longer with the team. Anyway, uh, Levin, I think, is the more interesting one. Center. You know, I regard it as the second, if not third, most important position on a football team. I would rather Ryan Tannehill have uh, uh, experience with whomever starts with him at center, whether that's Levin or Brewer. Um, I think Levin is the better option. We'll see what the Titans coaching staff thinks when those two are competing, uh, theoretically, if Brewer does, in fact, end up signing his tender to return. All right. This is a free site. uh, Let's talk about this. National championship game in women's college basketball because it was absolutely electric and it's been the talk of sports today. Uh, what are you most mad about from the women's national championship game between LSU and Iowa? Uh, I'm sure most of you saw it because I know most of you were diehard sports fans. It was fantastic. The the run that Iowa and LSU, frankly, went on in women's hoops this year. I, I was late to the party, although I knew I knew what Caitlin Clark was doing this year uh, in the women's sport, I saw a couple of her regular season games, but I had not gotten the full sample size until I'd watched her in the tournament this year. Um, and it was just an absolutely badass run by Iowa. I real, I honestly, the men's bracket has been great, but the women's bracket has been, I think, equally as uh, as fun. Uh, Wesley says it correctly. the the uh, The refs, the refs were awful. Refs legitimately impacted the game in ways that were absolute trash. Uh, I thought today I, LSU was unquestionably the better team, um, but I would not fault people for being mad at the refs at all. I'm going to tell you what I was most bothered by here in just a second because Xavier Cohen says it correctly, and I thought it was just dumb. Right after I tell you that the uh, primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, go to TrueMathFitness.com, get your first workout free, try it for yourself as a Middle Tennessee resident, and enjoy all the ways that TrueMath Fitness can help you get the best version of you. Whether you are somebody who enjoys group classes the way that I do, boot camp style, 40 minutes in length, efficient, effective, no workout ever recycled or reused. It's a great way to keep your mind and your body active with the TrueMath Fitness coaching staff. Or if you prefer personal training and their open gym, they have all of those options available to you. Go check out their membership options at TrueMathFitness.com. And like I said, while you're there, Get your first workout free. Um, so what most upsets you about the women's national championship game today? Uh, Chilmet says, Caitlin Clark is a beast. I'm a fan, but having 25 offensive rebounds and losing is bad. 
Yeah, uh, Iowa um, really got outclassed today, and Caitlin Clark was just throwing stuff up in the second half. She's hitting thirty-five. She's hitting thirty-five. Uh, f- uh, uh, thirty-five foot. Uh, uh, threes though in the national championship game, it was crazy. The, the woman is an absolute assassin. I hate it for her that she has to stay another year in women's college basketball. I had no idea you had to be a senior before you got drafted into the into the WNBA. That's kind of ass. But um, to see Caitlin Carter or rather Caitlin Clark back in women's uh, basketball next year is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to enjoy that uh, certainly next year. Um, but the thing that most pissed me off about the, uh, national championship game today, and of course the men will play tomorrow, um, with, uh, with FAU and UConn, which is not the national final I had in my, or the national men's bracket final I had. Don't know about you guys, but, um, the thing that most pissed me off about it today was how, how butthurt people were that the LSU women's team was just out here shit talking after they knew they had the natty in hand. So uh, the reaction to Alexis Reese talking that shit after LSU dominated Iowa in the national championship game, when anytime Caitlin Clark waves off a player for South Carolina, like you're not worth my time to defending, it's it's celebrated, it's you know it's thought of as ultra competitor. And by the way, it is. I love it from Caitlin Clark. I love it from Alexis Reese. But I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. Oh, for Greg Stitson says FAU lost. Like that's right. FAU lost to San Diego State in that ridiculous finish apologies um for uh for that error but yeah i did watch the end of that fau san diego state um the buzzer beater uh we got one in the final four between two opponents that i was shocked to see uh in the final four this year anyway um i listen i i like shit talking in sports i think it's the best i think it's absolutely the best i think there are there are so many different ways um that people are repressed and bothered and have loser mentalities if you can't handle trash talk, if you can't handle trash talk, beat her. Like if you can't, if you can't handle somebody in your face like that after you've been hot shit, Caitlin, I bet it doesn't bother Caitlin Clark. I hope it sends Caitlin Clark on an absolute tear next year, and she's the baddest in women's college basketball again. I hope we see the best version of her because she remembers uh, at the end of the LSU national championship game this year. In Reese in her face saying, you can't see me. What are you talking about? And pointing at a ring finger like it's my turn. You know what I'm saying? I love that shit more. I don't, I, I could give a damn about sportsmanship. I, I, if I, if I beat you at something, I want you to know that you lost. And I love that Reese is the same kind of uh, mentality. I, I think Kim Mulkey loves that. I don't know why America doesn't like that. We like winners. And Alexis Reese, the LSU Tigers just went out there and whooped that ass. It was incredible to see. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people will be bent out of shape and butthurt about it, which is why I have a call-in radio show and we can sit there and listen to your repressions uh, for three hours a day. Like Matthew Gillenwater, who sounds like 
one of these people who uh, clearly displays a loser mentality. Buck, you sound like someone who has never played sports or has any class or respect. I have no class, uh, Matthew. I have no respect. I did play sports, not at a very high level, so I'm not going to sit here and brag on uh, any kind of lack of accomplishments that existed in my high school sports career, but I know I like shit talk, and I know I like competitors, and if you don't, you have no business in the arena of sports, and that's why they're competing at the highest levels, and people like you and I are not. It's going to do it for us tonight on the uh, A to Z Sports primetime show. We appreciate you guys for spending your evening here with us. Uh, classless though it may be, I like being classless. It's a good time. I enjoy it over here. You want to come join me on the dark side from time to time? We'd love to have you. We're taking new recruits. It's kind of like a cult. Anyway, radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We're going to be talking about both national championship games, the men's and the women's, and of course, giving you more details on the Titans exploring a trade up to number three overall. Um, so do that with us from 10 to one on one Oh four, five, the zone. We'll have a great time together. And if I don't see you there, I will see you again tomorrow night on A to Z sports prime time. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit and I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.